Welcome to the Youth America's Future. I'm your host, Jesse Levitan. In this week's episode, you'll see a conversation that I had with two of my good friends, Andrew and Syriac. And we talk about a variety of things regarding quarantine life, school life, and just life in general and general life principles that are important for all of us. Now, you'll see some overlap in the concepts and topics discussed in our last two episodes with Alex and Krish. But of course, you get different perspectives and also new ideas introduced. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Remember, as always, if you haven't done so already, to hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Truly, truly, truly would help out. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Syriac and Andrew. So we'll start with Syriac and then go to Andrew. What have you guys been doing to, uh, you know, keep yourselves motivated, uh, reduce boredom during quarantine? And um, yeah, so just tell us a little bit, you know, give us an inside look into your quarantine life. Go to Syriac and then Andrew. So uh, recently I stopped playing Xbox, so that really helped me. Like I actually had a lot more time on my hands, so I was able to, you know, add more workouts into the day or do extra things like learn about new businesses or stocks or learn a new skill, you know, because we had a lot more free time. Uh, Waking up earlier definitely changed a lot. Like by like, I probably could fit in probably another one to two more workouts, which is huge in the long run. And you could really surpass people as the days go by, years, whatever, because you just have that one extra workout that they put in. Soon you'll be way ahead of them. Uh, schoolwork, I usually probably just wake up early, eat, get my schoolwork done, workout, rest, workout, learn something new, and then go to bed. Like it was pretty straightforward. Design, yeah. Yeah. Respect. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, for me, initially, like immediately after social distancing started, I joined this student-ran organization called Students Combat Corona to, let's say, combat the loss losses of nonprofits and small businesses. So we started making fundraisers and started to raise money in order to allocate money to small businesses because, like, I think forty-three percent of small businesses are projected to fail. So we wanted to do everything. In- everything that we possibly can to help. And recently, with my good friend Arjun Chada, I'm sure you guys know him, we made this blog called the ES Chronicle where we are posting articles about market-based solutions in order to aid social sustainable development. So check that out if you want. Um, <laughs> along with school, I've had school from like 9 to 2.30 every single day, then on top of that, I had work along with each of those classes, so I haven't had much free time, but I've been trying to get as much exercise in, reconnecting with my soccer team and everything in order to prepare for the fall. Hopefully, we have a season. If not, that would be, like, the worst thing possible. Yeah, that would really suck. I really, uh... I really, right. Yeah, I really want to Jesse's our manager next year. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Jesse. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, at the point. <laughs> I really want to be the... The manager, so I would really appreciate a season. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting that you have like no free time because, like, personally, like personally, I only have like two classes a day, and yeah, which is lucky, nice. man. I'm very lucky, but um, or like max, I think the most I had in one day was seven, and I was like, absolutely not, this is not happening. Um, <laughs> Picture that on a daily basis. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I can't because that would be absolute hell. I mean, absolute hell. So, and so we take the same classes. My teachers are just terrible. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. I don't, don't put that in. <laughs> 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 oh, man. 
did, did both of you watch All American? I think you both did, right? Yeah. yeah. I watched How it on TV. Yeah, I know. I was one of the late Netflix watchers. Come on now. Yeah, Sirik and I watched it when it was like live. So we really? watched it on Monday. CW, yeah. I was, I was obsessed with that show. It's a great show. All the TikToks started like being created yes. after yeah. it showed up on Netflix. So we saw all the stuff and it was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks that, that now dude. it's January. Season uh, three is gonna start. Yeah, yeah did it push it back? I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, "Damn, I really need a new season of All American." <laughs> Fire. Yeah, I know. So anyway, so that's awesome. The, what you're doing, Andrew, and we'll uh, link below your blog. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So. I noticed that you guys were talking about, you know, how you've tried to get your workouts in um, and that, you know, uh, Andrew, you're talking about the soccer season. So I guess tell us tell us a little bit about how like, what it means to you to play um, not only sports in high school, but for your high school. Like, is there is that any different than playing like outside of high school? We'll uh, work backwards. So we'll go with Andrew first and then Syriac. So. As a freshman, I was pulled up to the varsity soccer team, and I really didn't buy into the program yet because I didn't understand the true underlying meaning and how much it meant to everyone else. But in the county championship game, the crowd was packed. Everyone from our school came, but we lost in penalties. When, I, when we lost, I think me and Alex Abbott, the only two kids that got pulled up, were just standing there. Everyone else was on the floor crying. I did not understand why but in the following year when we lost in the playoffs i was that senior from what i saw from last year this program means everything to me it's a true brotherhood the coaches are like fathers at home i mean fathers for at school for me like i talk to them constantly it's just the bond that i built that i'll never forget and i'm extremely grateful like words can't explain my gratitude so like if my senior year is canceled for next year like i don't know what i'm gonna do because that'd be the worst thing possible it's like the one thing I'm looking forward to for going back to school and moving on to basketball, Syriac and I have been playing since like fifth grade together, going traveling upstate, going on to Boston, all these trips, like another opportunity to play with that kid once again would be an honor because he left our travel team, which was some controversy, but yeah, that's what sports are all about for me. <laughs> Uh, for me, uh, playing basketball in eighth grade, I really wanted to play high school basketball, whether it was JV, varsity, whatever, but I still played eighth grade, but it was probably one of the best years of my life, like playing eighth grade basketball, like the team, like me and Andrew, there was just like a, it just kept adding to our chemistry and then eighth grade AAU was awesome. But then, uh, freshman year, I went in hopefully, and I was just like, I just kept working, hopefully thinking that I was going to be varsity and I did as a freshman. I, I'm still on the team now, obviously, but uh, it's like, I don't know. It was just, I really had, I really had to work to get there because previous year from before when I went into ninth grade, we went like 18 and two and the semifinals, of the Nass County, like championships and whatever. So there was like a lot, there was a lot on the team that there was a lot of expectations that we had to reach up, reach up to. So there's a lot of expectations I had to reach up to being a freshman on that team. But yeah, it was really fun playing with all alongside those uh, class of 2018, class of 2019 kids, and even this year. But um, going more AAU wise, which is like travel. Me and Moon played together again since like fifth grade till eighth grade, and then I uh, left game seven, unfortunately. But those years were probably the most fun years of my life, and in my opinion, I enjoyed that more than 
playing school basketball because it was just a different kind of bond. I feel like I knew the kids longer and everything. And even in ninth grade and 10th grade, I don't know, AAU, I always just felt more close with my teammates, but that's just how it was for me. But especially the times from like fifth grade to the end of middle school, I definitely enjoyed playing AAU with like Andrew and a few other kids from all over Long Island. It was a great experience. <clears throat> um, and to add something, when Syriac was a freshman trying out for varsity, the amount of hate that kid Syriac got from every single under over um, 10th, 11th, 12th grader, like none of them wanted Syriac to make a team. They just talk so much to him, try to get into his head. And he's a freshman. What do you expect from him to block everything out? Like we've learned to do that now, but being that young, getting hate from everyone older than you, like the fact that he was able to overcome that and make the team and prove everyone wrong. Like it's a proud moment for my friend right there. Thank you, man. Got you, baby. Got you. That's awesome. Uh, let me ask you this, Syriac. So do you think like, because I know Syosset, our school spirit is horrendous and it's a very, like, it lacks, it's in dire need of uh, school spirit. Do you think that you would enjoy playing for your school and in front of your, uh, in front of your school more if more people showed out and more people were enthusiastic uh, and really like brought energy into, into the, uh, I was going to say the arena, but to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely. Cause like, I love the spotlight. I know it sounds corny, but I love the spotlight. I love like a lot of people being there. It just brings the energy in the gym up. And like most of our games, it was quiet. It was like, you couldn't hear anyone, but the parents clapping after a free throw. That was literally all you heard. And it was sad because like, even when we would play, a, uh, we would play home games, the away team with some away teams had more than we did. It was crazy, like Oceanside. They, I remember, they had a whole student section bigger than ours, and we were home. And so Oceanside is like forty minutes away. Yeah, more fans than us. And no one did. No one would even go to away games for us, except for the one playoff game. But it just comes down to we don't have spirit, and that's for every sport. No one, like everyone, says they all have their own things to do. But what's an hour or two out of your day going to do to you? Like it can't, it can't affect you that much. It's that's the time that people are watching Netflix or something, but go out, socialize with your friends at the school sports game. Like it really helps enlighten the environment and it helps the players too, in my opinion, at least. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I agree. Like it's, it's also ties into this whole discussion of whether uh, professional athletes are going to want to play like when, when things open up with no fans. Um, so like, you know, uh, I guess we'll go to Andrew from your perspective. Would you agree that playing with fans means so much more and, uh, get, you know, really puts fuel to the fire in the, in the competitiveness of the game? Um, professionally? Or whatever, so, like, for your experience or professionally. High school, it could go either way for me because I'm just focusing on the game, focusing on helping my teammates constantly. But obviously, it's a nice little edge, a momentum booster to constantly hear fans cheering for you because, like, raise self-esteem, gain some confidence in yourself. But I don't think you really need fans in a high school setting. But in terms of, like, the NBA, I remember LeBron saying something about not playing in front of anyone. It's terrible because the whole purpose is to give back to the community because it's their job. It's what they do every single day. And the work they're putting in is not going to be broadcast to anyone live which takes away from all the, like the main purpose of the NBA or the NFL or professional sports, in my opinion. Yeah, to add on to that, like especially NBA, seeing things over TV, just seeing a person, it's such a big difference. It's just like even going to like a Nick game, just watching those players play, like you, the difference you feel just being on the court 
or like even like in the stands, just watching them play in person. It's such a different feel than when watching them on TV. So playing without fans, like we said, that's their job. They, they're supposed to give back. Well, not they're supposed to. Their job is to play basketball or whatever sport they play. And it's going to supposed to be for fans to give back to the fans. Like that's what they worked for, to play in that spotlight. And if their spotlight's not there, it's like taking a big part away from their job besides playing, obviously, in my opinion, at least. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, I was taught, and in the beginning of all of this, I remember LeBron saying how he would not play with fans because, especially professionally, when you have you know tens of thousands of people in the arena, I mean, think about it. Like playing playoffs with no fans, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna be horrendous. It's gonna be awful. Like March Madness for basketball, college basketball. Yeah, no, that was yeah, because they originally planned that, and then and then they or at least were contemplating that, and then yeah. it, everything just got uh, shut down. But that would have been awful. I mean, that, it doesn't compare. And what are you going to yeah. like? Yeah. Uh, and another thing is, what are they going to have through the loudspeakers have like default fan cheering? Like, it's going to suck. So, and the ball just bouncing, yeah. on, like not synchronized with the actual like bounce of the ball on the court. <laughs> what would it be cool, honestly, is to hear the uh, like the in game sounds of like all the players and hearing them talk and communicate. Like mic'd up. Yeah, yeah. Like a constant mic'd up. That'd be cool. But. From a player perspective, it would honestly suck if you have no fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to like our school uh, in terms of the lack of school spirit, I know that student government is trying to uh, trying to improve the school spirit. But, you know, obviously there is there's just a lack of reception from the student body. Do you think that ties into how Sias it is as a culture um, in terms of its competitive nature? And to add on to that, would you consider the environment at Sias at high school, like, you know, like quote unquote toxic? Well, Sias is filled with competitive students in terms of taking the hardest classes and trying to get the best grades possible. And like, I'm one of those students because oh yeah, <laughs> I'm a nerd. Like right. you guys know I'm a nerd, yeah. but I feel as if it's an unhealthy and toxic environment because people are just trying to one up their classmates instead of working together and both receiving benefits. They're just trying to work on themselves and do as best as they can. And that's like the overall goal in our high school because people just want to get all A pluses, fives on their APs. And like the APs this year, I don't even know. The online system, I did not feel for it at all, but Syosset is extremely competitive. We have a lot of brilliant intellectuals who constantly work on school, like book smarts. But I know we have, we're going to go into it more like book, book smarts or street smarts. But you could get A pluses and everything, but if you can't survive in the real world, what purpose do you actually have? So that's my opinion. Yeah, I have to agree with Andrew. Like, like, in like obviously middle school is nothing compared to high school, but like sixth to eighth grade, I would just, I was like, I was pretty big on school. Like I would grind school. I would want to get all those A pluses and whatever, like keep my average high. Then ninth grade, I kind of eased up a bit. I tried to balance more basketball into it. And then I did that again, 10th grade, 11th grade. But as the years, obviously as the years progressed, school got harder, but it just got like very competitive. Like kids would always ask like, Oh, would you get on this? I like, make fun of you. Like you get bad. Like, I'm like, are you serious? Like, I still study for it. Like, just let me rock, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I would study, like, I would do the best work I could. That's all that matters. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't judge people 
based on their grades, but that's all a lot of kids and teachers do in the school. They make a lot of judgment based on what kids' grades are and everything, but there could be a kid that's failing all classes, and then in 10 years, you're going to see they're the most uh, successful person that comes out of this high school, and you don't even know them because they're not one of those scholars or they're not one of the athletes or whatever it may be, but like like Gary V, like he had terrible grades, but look at him now. Like a 1.4 GPA. Yeah, not even. He's killing. Yeah, I mean, the thing though, it's, I mean, when you look at broad data in terms of uh, student outcomes of high school graduates and college graduates, obviously the average is that you're better off going to college. Like, not everyone's Gary V. You know, not everyone's willing to work. I don't every single minute of their life, and and. I don't know the term, I guess just, just wash away their twenties and just working, you know, at their father's wine shop. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with both of you. I think that it's on, I think competition is good as a general principle. You know, I think it motivates people to do better, but the way we see it, uh, I think at least in, you know, my point of view is that it's come to a point where it's, uh, has negative returns because it's not healthy competition. Like it, it's not like everyone's helping each other. It's more of a, it's a, again, like it's a toxic environment where you have people, um, you know, it's a constant, it, it's constant comparison with other students. And, and yeah. you know, this is why like last year I started like not sharing all my grades. What's the point? Like, how does it benefit you? Like if someone asked me, Oh, what'd you get? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Oh, they don't know. Oh, hey, <laughs> never mind. So and the that, thing is, when you say I don't want to share my grade, people automatically assume you did poor. Yeah, exactly. Poorly. Yeah, like chill on me. Like, let's go with you. Exactly, <laughs> like you said, yeah, constant judgment. Yeah, but like, what was I gonna say? Uh, like you said, like Gary V. Like not everyone's willing to work as hard as him. Yeah. yeah, like it's just like life. If you want to be successful, it's simple. You have to work hard. Nothing comes easy unless your father's a billionaire and that's when you're inheriting. <laughs> but that's not the case with everyone. So it's like Gary V. Even though he had a 1.4 GPA, he still had a he had a vision. And you don't have to. It's it's saying it's he basically proved that you don't have to be book smart to be successful in life. It's more. You have to have a work ethic and hunger in order to be great, and you have to be consistent with it. It's not about school smart. It's about a, it's about you know just persistence, sticking to what you want. Like, yeah, my bad. You go. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, let's say your podcast or Gary V. Initially, you're not going to get the views right away, and the fact that you get little views on your first few videos should not be a deterrent or an obstacle that shuts you down. You should use that as motivation to constantly keep going because you're not going to get it, get this fame immediately. So I know that you, Jesse, are doing well as of now, but keep working. You're doing great. Love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Love you too, kid. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like something with, something with Gary is that he was, uh, how old was he? I don't know. He was like in his teenage years. No, no, not now, not now, not now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's in his. I think no. At this point, I think I think he's in his forties. Fifties. Fifties. Nah, like he, I think he's like middle forties. Middle forties. Hold on, let me check. Yeah, check this up. But um, thirty. <laughs> yeah, not. not 
I was about to say, I was 44. About, 44. Okay. I was about to say, uh, that when he was like 13, uh, he was, he was like, he would spend hours looking up the prices of every you know, baseball cards. So yeah, not doing that at 38, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so look, it's just, he spent hours upon hours upon hours memorizing the price and value of every single baseball card. It's like that, that level of determination is not, is tremendous in its own right. And it's not widespread, but, um, it's interesting, you know, this whole debate of what, of school, school smarts, no, not school smarts, book smarts. Book smarts thank you. Uh, book smarts versus street smarts. Um, Barbara Corcoran, right. Is that her name? The shark. Yeah. That, that sounds like her name. Is this Barbara something. Barbara Cor. It's, it's like, sure. it's very similar to that. It's, it's, I know it's Barbara, but maybe I'm mispronouncing her last name, whatever it is. She was, there was like this business insider video that I watched. And she was basically explaining how her her viewpoint is that street smarts are more important because you you have a lot of people who who are the leaders of companies that they started and they're not the smartest, but who do they hire? They hire the smartest, but they're not the leaders. They're like the the technical analysts or whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, when it comes to I'll give you an example. And it's not the best example, but it's it's sort of an example. Elon Musk, like obviously he's a absurdly smart, book yeah. smarts, right? Yeah. Um, but he dropped out of Wharton to pursue his passions, and now he hires you know the leaders of engineering at SpaceX, like let's uh, let's say, are from you know MIT and Harvard. But he's a technically, although it's like sort of ridiculous to say this like he's a college dropout i mean obviously he he doesn't look like your stereotypical college dropout who is living in their mom's basement uh because he's just he, i'm a big elon musk guy you know like yeah like like he, he's just he's so amazing i mean he, I, the things that he's <laughs> i'm like you're crushing over him. I, I really he's like i have two man crushes uh, three it's it's elon musk it's the rock He's just he's just amazing at what he does and and uh, Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars. Loves, uh, Michael B Jordan <laughs> Michael B Jordan yeah <laughs> wait who was the last person you said Joseph? Bruno Mars Bruno Mars amazing I love Bruno Mars amazing he's Ed so good relax yeah but Bruno Mars Bruno Mars has like the the like you know more of the looks it's like the MJ MJ vibes too yeah. Michael Jackson yeah that's, that's true it. and he's so talented I mean. I mean, Ed Sheeran obviously is very talented. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Ed Sheeran, but he can't. He can't match the just the the sheer hey, the, yo, the presence of the, pre, the presence of. Uh, <laughs> he, he's getting, you're getting tight. You're getting tight. I I, I just no. it's an emotional topic for Syria. That's my man, though. No, no, no. no. I, I, look, I love Ed Sheeran. Like, "Dive" is one of my favorite songs. Uh, just, just. Thinking out loud, like I, I love a lot of his music. I'm just saying he for he's not my man crush. Sorry. Yeah. I've been a big Ben Pat Platt fan for a while, and you know that dress. Yeah. Dear Evan Hansen fan. <laughs> I highly recommend people watch Dear Evan Hansen once Broadway opens again. Oh, I like yeah. Let's see. Perfect. Representation. About, uh, Elon Musk. What's it called? Uh, 
when he was starting PayPal, he didn't even live like in a house. Him and his brother just lived in an office and they showered at the local YMCA. So it's like, really, you gotta I didn't know willing. that. Like, yeah. You literally, it's like someone, something like that. Like you gotta be willing to like eat like shit, live like shit. Like if it's worth getting to where you want to go, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you gotta, you gotta deal with the crap that's going to come with it. That's what it's like being at the bottom, but that's what you have to do, what it takes to get to the top. Cause you're not going to have a lot of money when you start up. So you got to be smart. You have to learn how to live poor so that you can die rich. You know, Damn. live yeah. how to learn poor so that you can die rich. Like that's, that's the thing. Learn like, how to live poor. Yeah. Learn how to live poor. Isn't that what I just said? No, he said, "Live, live how to live poor." Ah, sorry, crap. I, I had a correction. I'm sorry. All right, thank you. I mean, I didn't realize. So, so is it, today I was uh, today I was ha- having lunch with my girlfriend, and I said, "What did I say?" I think she was eating. She was eating a salad with like a fork and knife. I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, that's weird. So, so then I go, uh, I go, "Why are you eating a fork with a knife?" <laughs> and then I realized afterwards, I'm like. That, that doesn't make any sense. I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I do it all the time. I, I just met, like like sometimes I'll be like uh, when it's w- when it's winter and and it's cold, I'll be like oh please p- please turn on the heat seater instead of the the seat heater. <laughs> it's just it's just I, I don't know man. It's I I have mental dyslexia. Uh, it, it's really just unfortunate. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Yeah, back to the topic. Um, yeah, I, I think that like, and I've taken this time during quarantine to work on my street smarts. I would like to believe that, you know, I have book smarts and street smarts, but which is you know obviously an ideal combo. But it's if if you're not, I, I think my message to people that aren't necessarily incredibly book smart or don't really have the passion to develop those smarts is do everything you can at this time to work on your street smarts because that'll carry you into the future because street uh, street smarts are going to help you incredibly when it comes to networking and you know back to the saying it goes back to the saying of it's not what you know it's who you know if you're if you speak eloquently uh if you know how you know if you have a a good amount of business acumen or acumen in whatever field that you're interested in, uh, you'll connect with people and you'll know how to connect with people because you've learned to master those skills through books, through courses, through YouTube videos, whatever it is, whatever your sources are, or just mentors in general, uh, do everything you can, especially now when you're young, like the majority of the people listening to this are young. It's a perfect, and now is a perfect opportunity to, especially because APs are done. Now is a perfect opportunity to hone in on your craft uh, or just life skills. I think that's like the big term, life skills. Not, you know, like not physics. Like I'm never going to look at physics again in my life. But, uh, yeah, just for an AP, I looked at some Khan Academy videos to study. But other than that, like physics can can just like disappear. I don't care. Like it, it has no relevance. I'm not going into engineering. It, it is so insignificant. Uh, so like. You know, when it comes to whether to focus on whether to focus on like, you know, physics or just like learning how to speak. Obviously, it's more important to learn how to speak because then you can connect with people, and it's just advantageous to know these life skills. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of APs, how did your APs go? Oh, jeez, uh, <laughs> <laughs> physics. 
not gonna lie, I studied a decent amount, but also I wasn't always good at physics. Like I wasn't good at physics this year. I like I did pretty decent this year, but like it was like it was just because like I worked hard for it. But no matter how hard I worked, it was still very difficult for me. Like and I and I knew that like it was gonna be a hard class since like the first month probably after test taking. I was like, crap, all right, this might not be for me. But you know, sometimes you just gotta stick through it. You know, because you can learn something new about yourself like challenging yourself going through a course like that. If you're not, if you don't think you're ready for it, go through it. Like, unless it's really like messing up your mental health or something. But so I went through it. I just like, I just like stuck it through. And then I studied for the AP a decent amount. I hope I did like maybe got a three or something. I don't know. Decent, anything like whatever I deserved from working for it. Uh, yeah, I submitted it like a few minutes before, but yeah, that was my physics experience with a push. Wow, so that I studied like my ass off for. Like I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> ass off. I also hand wrote it. Not like a, a lot of people typed it, but I hand wrote it. So it was difficult getting. And I finished with like a minute thirty seconds left. So I had to take the pictures, but my papers were all like curved on the sides. So I was like, crap. I gotta fix this. I gotta shrink. I I got fingers. On the- I had fingers on the like sides of the pages and then still took the pictures. <laughs> ended up getting like, pictures off, right? You know, like 30 seconds left. I got it in my drive. Then I had to download it. And I was on the AP page, like some, about to submit photos, but it kept going on my home screen of my Mac to see it show the photos. I downloaded I'm like, I'm not going to be able to submit this. So there I am contemplating every life decision I made. I was <laughs> my hands as fast as I could. I downloaded everything, you know, attached it. Two seconds left is when I click submit, and then one second left is when I clicked, are you sure you want to submit? I clicked yes, and it said your result is pending. And then when it said I successfully completed the exam, my heart dropped. It was the most satisfying thing I've seen in my life for a while. (laughs) It was amazing. It was amazing. So hopefully I got a five. (laughs) Besides the timing issue, did it go well? Oh, yeah. I think I I I did really well. Nice. What about you, Andrew? Uh, For physics, I either did extremely well or got the concept incorrect. So there's really no middle ground. Hopefully I got it correct and get a four or five, but you never know. But I can't change anything, so no need to be upset. For A push, I think I did really well. I finished with like 15 left, 15 minutes. But like I should have taken time. I realized that I should have went over it more, possibly went through it a little more, used more documents. I mean, I maximized documents, but still. Lang, AP Lang on Wednesday. I thought I wrote a really good essay. I was so confident. I go on FaceTime with Jesse. <laughs> I'm reading him my conclusion, and I realize I spelled the author's name wrong 20 times in comparison to five times that I spelled it correct. I added an L to Senator John McCain. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. And Jesse saw the pain... I was keeping it inside of me on FaceTime. It was a terrible feeling, but I had to suck it up. And I had micro following like an hour after. And the second, like the first question went well. Second question, I'm not too happy with it, but hopefully I was able to maximize points and I did well overall. So I guess it's just a waiting game now, but I can't do anything about it now. So I'm just moving forward. Yeah, I uh, I I had a very similar experience. Uh, well, not with not with John McClain, um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think like Lang and A push went well. Uh, not no, physics and A push went well again with physics. Like either 
Like I, I, th- I thought it was a lot easier than I expected. Yeah. Um, that's if I applied concepts correctly, <clears throat> like you said. Uh, and then for Lang, I think I did well as well. But when it comes to micro, I mean, what the f- like? <laughs> I, I <can't, laughs> like the practice uh, questions were so easy. Coming like into coming into the test, I was saying this is this is going to be the easiest AP by far. I did well all year, and I loved microeconomics. It was my favorite class of the year, right? Like, I love econ in general. So I, I have it set up. I have on one side of the screen, I have the AP portal, whatever. And on the other side of the screen, I have a Word document, you know, because I thought I would type my answers. Like, I re- going back to physics, although I hand wrote everything, I realized I could have typed everything because I didn't have, like, equations and didn't ask to derive equations or whatever. So I have my document up. I have my portal. Three, two, one. Uh, it, it says exam start, right? I go. I see it. The first thing I see is the table. And then I, I look at some of the questions. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, am I going <laughs> am I, like, am I to have to write? So I look down and I see show your work and calculate. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is not what I signed up for. So I scramble. I, I, I pull out my legal pad because I don't have a loose leaf paper. I get my legal pad. I have to write my stupid APID up top and my initials and page number one. So by the time I start the first question, it was like one, two minutes in. It was absurd. So I lost that much time. And then even the, the question, the majority of the question was okay. The, the first question, there were like two parts that I was not, like not having. Uh, so we'll see, but the second question, um, I, what happened? The, the second question, I, uh, what I, I, the second question I didn't like, like I, maybe it was easier cause it was, it was like supply and demand, but I had the same issue. Like the second question started and I, and then at, by that time I'm like, Oh sh- I didn't write, I didn't do the paper again. So I had to do the APID, the page number of my initials. And which it's just, and also I thought, I thought we would have extra time. My, my teacher for micro kept saying, oh, you're going to have plenty of time. If you look at these free responses from previous years, you're going to have plenty of time. No, I didn't have, I didn't have plenty of time. The second question I finished with, uh, I submitted with like a minute left or something. And the whole time, and I'm taking pictures, I'm air driving my computer uh, it was helpful that I airdropped and not use Google Drive because it it because it, it was like it goes automatically to my computer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was scrambling and I was really worried. But luckily, I was able to submit everything. But it's nice because like now, now I barely have any work, so I I'm I'm taking it you know taking it easy. Uh, hopefully, I, I I still need to finish my the book that I was reading. Uh, I will teach you to, to be rich by Ramit Sadie. Hopefully, I'll be done with that. I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend and we got a lot of time off. So hopefully I'll be able to finish this by Wednesday and then I'm going to start. Uh, I don't remember uh, the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. And then after that, I'm going to go read the Elon Musk biography by Ashley Vance. I read a couple of a couple of cha- uh, uh, a couple of the first chapters of the, the book and I was loving it. But for some reason, you know, I guess school got in the way. I started reading it last year, and I don't remember it really. So that's why I'm just going to start it over. Um, but I remember loving it. And, you know, uh, to begin with, I'm an Elon Musk fan. So, of course, I would love it. Uh, so 
yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to read more. Also dive into stock trading more. I, uh, you know, I, I need to, before I make actual trades and I have dabbled with it before, but not, not to the success rate, at which I like, have I had success? Sure. Have I had losses? Yeah. But I, I'm, I got to work on my consistency. So right now I'm more focused on like the educational phase of stock trading um, because it's very easy to lose money and there's, but there's also a lot of opportunity for growth. So, you know, I'm looking into that and now that APs are over, I'm just really glad that well, I'm just really glad that they are over and that I, there's no harm policy that SIAS is doing. It takes a lot of stress off of myself, um, which is of course an amazing thing to have. Um, for me having basically for every unit I had, a one to two page uh, note sheet for the unit. Having those in front of me was incredibly helpful, especially for physics. So I liked I liked having the open notebook, um, the note open book uh, idea of the test. Um, and, and another thing is when when they introduced the online platform, everyone's like, "Oh my god, we're gonna cheat! We're gonna communicate! Like it's gonna be od, right?" Okay. <laughs> First of all, I haven't met a single person that's had the exact same question as I have on anything, on any test that I've taken. Like they must have, they must have made a lot of different prompts um, to have that. And uh, you know, another thing is, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how truthful these things are, but there are some videos that I've seen out there of like explaining what College Board has done in terms of like accessing your computer and mic. And, uh, like having just having like fake accounts on Reddit where you would have dinosaurs. Yeah. Dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That, that, uh, um, and like, again, I don't know if it's verified, but it certainly seems sketchy basically. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. This, this person made this Reddit account and is like, Oh, put, you know, put in your name or email address or whatever, if you want, you know, answers to the AP or whatever. And then essentially everyone that put their name in was not allowed to take the AP. That's what I heard. That's what someone told me, even though they didn't really cheat yet, which is crazy. I mean, they basically signed themselves up to cheat. Yeah. But, but like they didn't cheat yet. <laughs> but Jesse, if they give, <laughs> I don't mess with if they said, put your name and email if you want, answers for the ap that's cheating i don't know what your definition of cheating they, he didn't is, take the test yet they didn't take the test yet but they signed up for it the fact that they gave themselves up to obtain the answers that they would use on the actual i don't exam know yeah but it's a form of cheating but i think what would have been a better policy is to screw these kids over and that you would have you would have these kids that wouldn't study because they would expect to get all the answers and then come test time the reddit person says this is fake. You all didn't study probably. Have fun with your AP. And then they're not get ones. Dino sauce three and three really finesse them though. OD. Like, like that's tough. I feel bad for them. That's that sucks. If that happened to me, I'd be tight. Obviously I didn't do that, but you know. Use my brain. Sounds like you did sir, yeah. Not gonna lie. Nah, I'm tough like that, you know. I studied. <laughs> Uh, have you guys heard any about anything about lawsuits against College Board? 
Nah, I actually haven't. I haven't like heard about it, but I know there's gonna be. I I like I heard heard, like I actually did hear some of like the blind kids like not being able to take the test and stuff like that. But that's like the only ones I heard about. Really? Yeah, I've stopped paying attention to AP as soon as I finished. To be honest, I just I don't don't understand how how do they take how do blind children take the tests in school? They have like a uh, like what's the difference? braille or something I, I just know there was a kid in one of the classes at our school i think it was like physics c or something and he was blind and apparently he was like a straight a plus student yeah, in that he, class but class he had like this whole machine yeah he had like the, this whole machine thing and like oh. he was able to do all his work at so they probably figure some sort of accommodation for that you know yeah like with socioeconomic statuses and the increasing disparity within like our community, like people are just put at a disadvantage in terms of online testing, in terms of technology, yeah. Wi-Fi routers, and like just having the perfect test environment to fulfill and maximize the, um, the amount of points you can get on the AP. So people have the right to, I think, if that was like me, I would also join in class action, multiple plaintiffs, get, get in there, get some money, <laughs> take advantage. I mean, I don't think they'll win, though. Oh, no. No way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, no, I, definitely kids are screwed over by this. But I think, uh, again, like, colleges understand that in terms of... Uh, this whole situation yeah. and then everything going on. It's probably not going to be taken as seriously as it would previous years because they know all the other problems that could have came along with it, right. you know? So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, even kids that had technical difficulties and then have to retake it in June... What what makes anyone believe that those same or different people that take the retake will not will still have problems and then they're screwed out of a test? Yeah, so exactly. so there yeah there are definitely going to be people that are going to have uh, that are just going to be screwed over and that won't um, won't be able to take the test again, which sucks for credit purposes. But I think for admissions, it's going to be less of a factor. Um, and le- and played less of a role because, again, there there's a lot of disparity, uh, d- disparities in terms of who was able to take it, who got screwed over, and who was able to take it, and just again like a variety of factors and you know home conditions as well. Like there there are people that are going through some serious serious, uh, tough times right now whether it's with their family, um, friends, their own mental state personally, you know, what, not necessarily related to anyone's physical health uh, with Corona. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's certainly, again, I don't think people, and this is why coming in, I wasn't as stressed about the APs because I knew that it wasn't going to be as large, play as large of a role than in previous years. <laughs> oh man, Syrax make me die right now. <laughs> well, <that's all. laughs> yeah, just gotta spice it up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Get the crowd, you know, amused. Yeah. <laughs> no, never what's what's going on. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The problem, the problem, the problem, the problem is that you guys can't see the camera. If you did, you would understand what is going on and why why we are uh, you know just laughing right now. 
Uh, no, Mark, nothing inappropriate. Nothing inappropriate. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's how we'd be. Usual stuff. Usual stuff. Yeah. Uh, sure? Yeah. So, uh, I want to, like, during quarantine, I'll give you a little context before I just ask you the question. During quarantine, I've personally been uh, working working out consistently. Uh, like after this podcast, I'm going downstairs to work out. But I've been working out consistently and also working on my nutrition. Eating a lot more to gain muscle, but also eating a lot more of the right foods. Not, you know, junk. Um, like This whole quarantine, I don't think I've e- eaten like, any chips or whatever. But... Good for uh, you, man. Yeah, thank you. I strive to be like Jesse all the time one day. <laughs> and yeah. yes, Jesse has a gym in his house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so going back to what I was saying about working out and just working on nutrition, um, I want to ask you guys this. First of all, have you guys, like I know you mentioned trying to work out consistently, but on the other end of the spectrum, have you guys worked on eating uh, better foods and having and eating um, having better nutrition consistently, and on top of that, if you have, how has that affected not only your physical health but your mental health? We'll start with whoever wants to speak first. Oh okay. god! All right. So uh, yeah, I actually have because I realized like even though like I was in shape and I was fit, it was it's not enough to for injury prevention and just like long term being able to play sports at a high level. You have to eat right. It's just how it is. And, uh, like first, like the few first week or two of quarantine, I wasn't even that healthy, but then I actually started like, you know, cutting down on like unhealthy foods, chips and sugar and all that stuff, you know? And then I started eating more like big breakfast. Like I started eating big breakfasts, but then I tried intermittent fasting for a little bit, but it was mostly like I would eat like eggs and oatmeal for breakfast, like a healthy sandwich for lunch and rice and chicken for dinner. And it would kind of constantly be like repeating that because I'm not trying to really get that much bigger anymore. I just want to like get lean that because like I'm not uh, that's not what I'm aspiring to be a huge bodybuilder. You know what I mean? I want to stay at the weight I am or maybe a little less. But how yeah, much do you weigh? Uh, like around 168. So okay. I'm just trying to either like stay there, maybe hit 170 and stay there. But it's like besides just like physical health, like it's like eating good food is good for the soul, I guess. You know what I mean? Like you feel it's like it makes you feel good better than like after you eat like ice cream sandwiches and like potato chips, you feel like crap. But when you eat something healthy, you know, it's just like you feel more ready to take on the day, if that makes sense. Like ready, like you feel more it, – it affects you more. Like you feel – you want to do something more productive or like it's a good start. It just – it's good for the mind and body, you know, not just like – your body that makes sense yeah yeah i got that what about you andrew so over quarantine i've been let's say working to find my true identity so i've been going on walks meditating just relaxing focusing on myself to find my true purpose in this world like what i want to achieve in life but in terms of eating food (laughs) syriac knows i had like two three Popeye chicken sandwiches last night oh my god like, you guys know I'm a very skinny guy like thank god to my metabolism yeah but like <laughs> like I go on runs every day though however the food I eat does not correspond with the path I want to take but makes sense yeah I enjoy myself when I'm eating like mm-hmm. I get my fruits in every day but sometimes I just need to indulge 
enjoy myself, eat <laughs> junk, but like I'm trying to limit it, but it's just the start. So there's some troubles in this process. <laughs> yeah, I, I like personally, um, I agree with Syriac, although I mean, look, when I eat an ice cream sandwich, yeah, I mean, it's pretty f-ing good if it tastes good. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. I like ice cream, but <laughs> but I, <laughs> I don't eat it often. And but absolutely, when I've eaten healthier, you just feel more energized. And yeah. when even when you wake up and, and sleep also corresponds with working out and uh, nutrition. Um but but going you know we'll, we'll go into sleep but but before we do just to finish my point uh it certainly has affected my mental state i feel more ready i i feel more productive have more energy and i'm not just lazy because my body has the proper you know nutrients to uh fuel my myself and my brain to function um so yeah i mean Obviously, it's important for physical health. Like I've been getting leaner. I haven't. I don't know. I haven't measured my body fat percentage, but I, I would imagine it's gotten lower. I hope. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah. Yes, uh, Jesse has a gym in his basement. Violating, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone, everybody out there, Jesse and I have been having some discussion of a possible potential boxing match between us. No, and we're not. There's a clear like everyone knows I'm going to win, but everyone knows that. that give Jesse some every, everyone knows that that is not the case at all. Syriac, who would win, me or Jesse? Oh, obviously Creed, bro. So now you guys figure out who's Creed. Syriac's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest Creed fan ever. Halloween, he dresses up as him. He plays his music. Every, Creed's every fire. Night. I love it. Yeah, I look tough. Come on now. I look so drippy on Halloween. First that or second one? First or second one? Oh, second one. Yeah. First one had a better storyline. Second one, the fights. The fight oh was. Oh my god. Well, because you had oh, Drago back. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just it brought back real meaning to the Rocky series. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense. It tied it up perfectly. Yeah. Oh man, I, that's one of my favorite series, the Rocky series, and having it, having Michael B. Jordan. Bring it back in a sense is just awesome. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. <laughs> nah, we were at, Siri, I'm about to expose you right now. So we were at a party <laughs> Valentine's Day, <laughs> and this girl in her basement has a gym as well. But there's a treadmill, <laughs> and Siri gets the treadmill and plays. You know when Rocky's in the desert running. Yeah. With the music yeah, before yeah. the fight, leading up to the fight. Syriac turns that song on and starts just running on the treadmill. I've seen that video. I've seen that video. It was a great experience. I, great I experience. was not. I, I was at that party. I was not. I was not there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> but, uh, but I saw the video afterwards. Um, <laughs> you exposed yourself just now, Jess. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So going back to what you were saying about uh, about. Actually, before I get into that, sleep, having this extra time on our hands and having school pushed back. Have you guys been getting more sleep? Less sleep. Wait, yeah, it depends on the day. Honestly. Okay. And, me, and, you, and Andrew, you said less sleep? Yes. Yeah, for me, it just depends on the day, like how much work I had that day. Like I actually been doing better with sleep over like the past five days. I actually 
for the first time in like a very long time, when I go to bed, I fall asleep and I don't have to go on my phone and I don't go on my phone anymore, but it's around like 12 o'clock, 1230, which was early for me considering like during quarantine earlier, I was going to bed at like five, five thirty. I just couldn't sleep. One, one, one time, one time I, one time I went to bed and it was like sunrise. Yeah. I would just watch like movies like and shit, you know, like, had so much time and I was just like screw it you might as well knock a few movies out so sometimes I think I'm like the only one awake and I get a snap from Jesse Levitan at 515 <laughs> I'm like <laughs> <more light>. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I've tried to it was like I started off terribly and then I got significantly better we are talking going to sleep around like 12 uh, on school nights but you know let's say like 2 on the weekends which would be not, which would be honestly be like around what I used to during like regular school, but obviously I'd wake up earlier. I am, yeah, during school. So that would be, you know, I'd get like six hours, six, six and a half hours, uh, six and a half hours on average of sleep every night. Now I'm getting, you know, closer to seven and a half, which is still not as good as I want to. And interestingly enough, I keep, wa- for the past two or three weeks, I've been waking up earlier than my alarm clock, which is honestly the worst. It's, it's awful because. I'm waking up like significantly earlier than my alarm and I'm getting a significant amount of sleep uh, or less sleep rather because here's the thing. My blinds, they're, they're really, they're really and uh, (laughs) even when they're closed, when I wake up without the alarm, my, my, my eyes, it's just, my room is so bright. And I think that plays because, you know, the way our natural, you know, biology in which we produce melatonin when, uh, you know, basically the sleeping hormone when there is less light. That's why you'll see if you look up like tips to go to sleep faster, you'll see like, you know, dim your lights, you know, for an hour before you go to bed because it'll induce the natural melatonin production. But the problem is when I wake up or I'm waking up because my room is so bright, and it and it's just like in the primitive days when we would go to bed when it was when you know the sunset and wake up when well, not necessarily but wake up when it's sunrise because you know the sun is right in my face and I'm just waking up because I, it's, my body is like oh it must be time to wake up. Meanwhile, I'm getting like you know one night it was like six hours of sleep when I had my my alarm put on like seven and a half hours and I just couldn't go back to sleep because my room was so bright. So. When I'm planning on doing, and I might look ridiculous, but I need my sleep, is getting a sleep mask for my eyes. <laughs> That's valid. I mess with that. I feel like it's so uncomfortable, honestly. Yeah, but like it's necessary. I can't sleep. I need my sleep. Sleep is so important for me. Like, I, I am someone, you know, there, you have people that function off five hours of sleep. That's not me at all. I need my sleep. When I get eight hours of sleep, I feel so great and alive. But like recently, I've just, you know, I just haven't been getting the sleep I want. I want to, so uh, I need to. I need to get a sleep mask. So, which is awesome. Back. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Back when we went to school, I slept at like eleven every single day because I had practice or a club after school. Then after the practice or club, I would just get all my work done, study. Because I don't like procrastinating, so I like having things back to back. So I always like my mindset's on like completing and fulfilling that task. But during quarantine, 
It went from 11, to 11 p.m. to like 2.30 a.m. every single day. I don't know what's happening to me, but I just feel as if there's like less pressure of me to wake up or go to bed early because I don't have to wake myself up, get ready every single day, then go to school. I just have to wake up, move like five feet to my table, my desk, and just start doing work. Like the, the sheer difference between going to school and having online school has truly messed up my sleep schedule. But over Memorial Day break, I'm hoping to get back on to my usual track. But that's I, that's unrealistic. It's a, yeah. it's a break, you know? Like it's a lot harder. Um, yeah, when everyone is up too, it's just like yeah, I you're just obligated to stay on and talk to, and have conversation. Yeah, like last night I went to bed at like three. Uh and you know, it is what it is. Actually, no, it wasn't three, it was like three thirty. But which I don't like. Like I, I would like to go to sleep earlier and not wake up at like today I woke up at eleven. Like that's horrendous. Like I, I hate being one of those people that just sleeps in because you're missing exactly. out on the life. I feel like I'm wasting yeah. my whole day. Yeah. Exactly. And then when you wake up early, you just have more first off, you're gonna sleep earlier. That's yeah. just how it you get tired earlier. But when you wake up early, it's like the 4 a.m. grind. It's like every successful person, they wake up early because let's say you live in LA. You wake up at nine in the morning. What's it called? You wake up at nine in the morning in LA. It's 11 and it's 11 12, or 12. 12. Yeah. yeah, it's 12 in New York. So stock market's been open for how many hours now? Three. And you're missing three. People uh, been, uh, two and a half. Said, yeah, Steve Harvey said people are making moves about your life that you can't, that you didn't even know about because you were sleeping. Yeah. So, you can't, like, yeah, but I've seen that Steve Harvey video. I think you're talking about, and yeah. and what did, I think he said like rich people don't sleep. Is that the video you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, but like they that's, don't that's sleep just, yeah. yeah, but that, that's that's come that's complete bullshit. It's the most invalid. Point literally, literally, Jeff it, Bezos, the richest man in the world, wakes up without an alarm and gets eight hours of sleep every night. So bad bread, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Look, he, he's, he's worth what is he at this point? One fifty, like one fifty, one fifty, one fifty, one sixty. I don't know if it's would, something like that. He, close, yeah, really close to that. His wife didn't take all his money. Yeah, <laughs> his wife, his wife, uh, took not took. I that's he, he he got he. That's not her money. They, no. they settled. <laughs> you know, she's like the richest. She's like one of the richest richest women now. Yeah. She got $39 billion and he he's actually worth more now than, than uh, where he was before the $39 million, a billion, excuse me, $39 billion that he gave her. It's insane. Ladies, ladies be holding you back. No, I didn't hold him back. He's worth more now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. All right, I see gotcha. what you're saying. <laughs> I, do, do you remember? I, do you remember how the divorce happened? I think he had an affair or something. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't understand the purpose of cheating. Yeah. You don't understand the purpose? Yeah. Like why? Like you faithful to someone, stay faithful. You feel me? And if you're not anymore, tell them. Yeah. yeah I know. Do not cheat, bro. Cheating is for losers. That's what bums do. Hundred percent. I think. Yeah, I mean, like what you were saying, it's it's much better to communicate your concerns or whatever is going on then go behind their back and which will ultimately lead to your downfall. Like, it's just, I don't, I'm, exactly. yeah, I'm not, well a, I'm not a, I'm not a proponent of infidelity to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Vocab. Um, hey. Speaking of infidelity, have you guys 
no, I don't have an example of infidelity. I'm, I don't have like a cheating scandal. But have you have you guys uh, been talking to girls at all? Uh, not sure. Right. I can start. I honest, like it's you more got to find someone that's willing to put up with like you. And if you have a path in life, it's basically this: if you're lazy, you're going to be pretty easy to. It's gonna. It's not going to be that hard. Like in my opinion, to find someone because you want a lot of pe- girls want people that are going to be available all the time for them and stuff, but. It's very difficult to find someone where you you have a path in your own life. You're trying to pursue that. They have to understand that you can't be there all the time, but they have to understand yeah, that and respect that and be like, that's my man getting to work. You know what I mean? Not like, ambitions. oh, he's being a dickhead. Like, you know what I mean? So it's it's tough. You got to find someone. It's, it takes a while. It just depends on your personality. It's yeah. what You can't have anyone holding you back. Your dreams come first, in my opinion. That's my That's how I'm going to rock, like, you know. My dreams are going to come first because I'm not going to let anyone hold me back. So uh, have you uh, found that girl yet? <laughs> not yet, you know. You talking to anyone? No, nah, not really, you know. It's uh, tough. It's tough out here. <laughs> I mean, it's me? tough in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. What about Don't you, Andrew? So. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? I know. I get it, Jesse. You have a girlfriend. You sound... <laughs> Yeah, why are you violating us, bro? You're clipping us left and right on this, bro. <laughs> um, for me... Personally, um, like I said before, I've been finding time to work on myself. He always, he always uses want. that as the preface for that. With that said, <laughs> sec- no. The second time I said that, first of all, second time I said it. But I <laughs> have not been talking to anybody, um, especially during quarantine, because I don't find the true purpose. I could just. Because this, I, I'm using this quarantine as like a blessing in disguise, spending more time with my family. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, no, I just lost my Syriac, what, what you said is 100% true. Um, like, it's very hard, especially in high school, to find uh, a girl that under like respects your respects your ambitions and respects your independent uh you respect your independence. Hustle, you know what i mean because yeah. like you don't got time for them every week like you could be away some weeks or whatever it may be you're not going to see them every week or every day you can't call them every day you don't have to text them every single second yeah exactly you can't find someone if you if you're it's basically like this if you want to be average you want to just live a normal life yeah it's going to be a lot easier but if you have big plans for your future and you want to achieve something great that hasn't been done before or whatever you will have big ambition you're not going to find something that fast it's just not going to work unless they're it's, it's, it's how it is because it's very tough to find people that respect grind and understand there focusing on yourself not for some other bullshit you know what i mean yeah so it's tough like finding a girl who has goals that are just as important as your right. goals are to yourself. Yeah, exactly. But having like that same characteristic, having that same ambition, that same drive, you guys benefit off of each other. It's like a mutualist, yeah. interdependent relationship. It's not just one person. You, you need to give the other attention 24-7. That's not a healthy relationship. Yeah. Like you need time away to build on yourself, like I said before. Then yeah. that translates into the foundation, the underlying foundation of relationship in my opinion that's yeah. just life. like you know what i mean like it's like who you hang out with is who you become that's what i how i see it if you hang out with bums you become a bum that's like <laughs> i'm not trying to be a dick 
That's how it's though. Yeah, like you have if you have people that have the same ambitions or goals as you or high goals, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna want to work harder, not just to like not just for yourself, but compete, stay in that kind of atmosphere. When you're around people that are lazy and don't do anything, you're gonna become lazy and not want to do anything and be like, oh, it's fine, they're not doing it. Because you always want to like be with the status quo or something or whatever it may be. But if you're with competitive people who want big things in life, you're going to also want big things in life. You're going to work like they do. You got to formulate that bubble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's this, uh, there's this cartoon that I saw, uh, on, what was it? It was on Instagram and it was basically, you had this, you had this couple, uh, this, it was like this man and a woman and they're standing back to back and they're on like, basically like, I guess like a, a growing a growing tree <laughs> and uh <laughs> and you can see them both watering in on both sides so that the, the main takeaway from that is finding you know finding a person where you both are equally as ambitious in your own goals but also your goals together because i think i think your the way the way it's very indicative the way you live your personal life is very indicative possibly of how you'll treat your partner and your relationship like if you're if you're very ambitious and you you strive for success you'll also strive for a successful relationship but if you're lazy and inherently you're not going to also put a lot of effort into your relationship because you you've never had to put in work before in your life or or you just never found the desire to so it's a recipe for failure Laziness yeah. is a recipe for failure, honestly. So, uh, anyway, so but yeah, and and speaking on your you know your your inner circle and how that really influences you, there's this saying. I think it's like you are you're the culmination of the your uh, of the the five closest people around you or something like that. Basically, uh, uh, oh, and another thing is there is this. I probably posted it on Instagram, but. It was this uh, another cartoon, and it was basically uh, if you if you look at your inner circle and you feel um, and and they're not as motivated as you are, you're you're not you're, you're you're in prison, you know, like you're locked. You're not reaching your full potential because you're not constantly um, having you know other people striving for the same amounts of success, uh, success that you are. And thereby bringing you down along the way. That's my take. And like, that's why, that's why pretty much my, my closest friends are people that are ambitious in life and that always strive to improve their themselves and whatever their goals are. That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that we all want to be the same person in life, but that just means that in whatever areas that we focus on, we all want to be successful in those areas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, final question for you guys and final discussion. This has been awesome. A lot of fun. Um, a lot of laughter too. <laughs> I asked, I asked, this, I asked this question, uh, I asked a similar question to Christian, uh, a cap on the last podcast. I was like, what do you most desire in life? But I guess I want to change it and go with where you are right now. What do you see as your, your purpose? You're like, what, Right now, on this podcast, what do you think your life's purpose is? And it could be broad, or it could be specific. Whatever you, whatever you want to say, whatever you think you know, uh, you know, feel free to f- feel free to share that. 
so honestly, like I'm not entirely sure with everything that I want right now, but that, like that's what quarantine's for. You want to learn more things about yourself, what you want to do in your life. But at the end of the day, whatever I do, I want it to be big. I want to inspire a lot of people and have an effect because like those who inspire people in life have made the greatest impact in the world. Like it's just because you've made a lot of money and it's, it was only for you. What are you doing for the rest of the world? You want to also progress mankind. You know what I mean? You want to also affect the younger generations. So whatever I do in life, I just want to have a worldwide effect of inspiration on everyone. Anyone who looks up to me or who even doesn't, who want, who doesn't respect me or whatever, for them to understand what I'm trying to do, like what my mission is or whatever, whatever I do in life. You know what I mean? So. I agree with Syriac in terms of being an inspiration, but it doesn't even have to be worldwide. Like, me making an impact, leaving a lasting imprint in the world is, like, the end goal that I want to have because I don't care how many people I make happy or how many people who are inspired or motivated by something I hope to accomplish. Like, that's what I'm striving to achieve because life, like, there's people who give no f*** at all, people who strive to obtain their goals. Strive for greatness, man. Exactly. But what's the true definition of greatness? What's the true definition of accomplishing or making a big impact on the world? You can make a big impact by helping a small community. You can help make a big impact by curing coronavirus. But just seeing one person's smile or seeing a group of people find underlying happiness under something that they don't think they could find happiness from like is something I want to achieve. I want to make a positive impact on my community, possibly further than my community, but starting low, especially with my parents. I have two older brothers who both go to college. What is my what do I have to do? Make them pay another two hundred thousand dollars or take the other way out and get a free ride. Like what is my purpose in life? How can I make my parents less stressed in whatever they do and how can I be that son that allows them to like finally rest and have peace with themselves. So that's my, that's what I desire most. Yeah. Uh, one thing to add on to that for my parents, they're immigrant parents. So it's like, it's just being able to give back because they sacrificed a lot so I can follow my dreams, my goal, uh, achieve goals exactly. and everything. So a lot of people won't understand that because a lot of people's parents were born here. They didn't go through a lot of the same stuff, but it's about retiring your parents as soon as you can, letting them rest, showing that you made something of yourself with the sacrifices they made for you. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like same for my parents. They both moved here. Why? They could have been happy in Korea, made yeah. a living there, but they decided to come here, take advantage of the opportunity, have three children, and two of them, my older brothers, I'd say are making positive impacts with themselves and taking advantage of what they have. So I want to follow forth and be that final factor and a, allow them to like be relieved with their efforts, like driving hours to basketball games, drive, like spending money for me to go on, let's say Deca trips or whatever trips I go on in terms of school, spending hundreds of dollars for me to take standardized tests and APs, spending hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars on college applications. Like they've come so far to set me up into this position. And now it's my turn to put in the goddamn work and fulfill my goals and their goals as well. So it's not just about myself, but it's my family and my friends. And a lot, like seeing everyone having an, 
beneficial impact on society or me making a positive impact on my friends is a goal that I desire to achieve. Awesome. Boys, this has been a lot of fun. Glad we uh, glad we hooked this up and uh, found a time that worked for all of us. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of interesting insights uh, for me and, and for you guys. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are welcome anytime. This has been awesome. Thank you, Jesse. Thank yeah, you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, boys, I'll talk to you soon. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, peace out. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll see you, Jesse. See you. Peace. I hope you enjoyed that conversation that I had with Syriac and Andrew. Remember, as always, I want to hear from you. So send your feedback to me. I want to know if you like this model of the show, where it's more casual conversation with my friends. Now, in terms of the future of the show and where I see it going, I think for the remainder of quarantine and the remainder of these tough times, I'm going to continue this model of having casual conversations with friends and then slowly but surely move away towards more of the informative content that w- that's at truly the heart of the show. But again, as always, to let me know, I want to hear from you. And the key is for me to adjust to your wants and your needs, not mine. At the end of the day, this is a show for you guys and not for myself. So as always, remember to hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review. And I'll see you next week. I'm Jesse Levitan, and this was The Youth, America's Future. 